Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. 61% of Americans think Congress should do more about climate change. But lawmakers in D.C. won't be able to tackle the climate issue alone. How much can they do at the federal level? Always a good question. What about the private sector? What about each one of us individually? And it is time for a different kind of conversation when it comes to climate. I'm very exhausted, as I'm sure you are, by the extremes who are either in the hand-wringing, we're all going to die by Friday, uh, or it's not real category. Uh, And that's where the fake fights and the false choices often get presented. Uh, Really pleased to have joining us on the program, Carly Matthews, who's the communications director at the American Conservation Coalition. And uh, Carly, I appreciate the fact that uh, your organization and the climate commitment is really about let's get to some common sense things. Let's get to some common sense agreement uh, and start making a difference rather than having just these political battles uh, on the extreme end. And so I want to jump into this climate commitment uh, to get us just thinking in terms of where are we? I think we can get to a reality that climate change is real. Humans are having an effect. I think everybody can can get down to that point, uh, that it is a threat, that we do need to, to have action, all those kinds of things going. Uh, I love the fact that you sort of start with this idea that, hey, there really isn't a single solution. And then you get into some big ideas in terms of how we can go about that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, boy, thanks for having me on the program. It's great to be here. But yes, so ACC recently launched our climate commitment, which is based on this idea that, right, there isn't one climate solution. There needs to be an approach that guides the way that we craft policy, but also how we act on the ground. But there's not one single bill that we could pass and, you know, wipe our hands clean of climate change. So our our strategy is six big ideas um, that we think can really guide a strategy forward um, and even create you know, bipartisan opportunities when it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's jump into some of those because I think you're uh, talking about the right principles in the right way. And I think that can lead to some good bipartisan uh, initiatives that can both be passed and implemented. And so let's start with uh, what I think is one of the most important, and that is just unleashing American innovation. Absolutely. So I think something that makes ACC different from other environmental organizations is we really want to fight climate change, not capitalism, right? We want to allow American innovators to do what they do best and allow competition on the free market. And that's how we're going to have the best climate innovations. I like to think that perhaps the best climate inventions that we have are the best climate solutions 
haven't even been invented yet. And it's our job to incentivize that innovation and make sure American entrepreneurs can get there. Yeah, so important. And uh, I love uh, these next two big ideas that you get into. Uh, one is is really getting the, the red tape out of there. We've been talking on the program this week uh, about a lot of these initiatives, even things that have been passed and funded uh, that that can't move because the red tape is so hard to to navigate through. So streamlining that and then really making sure we can compete uh, are also part of this uh, big idea. Right, absolutely. And I, I think the big thing with streamline here is when we think back to when the Empire State Building was built, for instance, it took about a year for the entire building to be built. And today it takes upwards of four years for a clean energy project to even be approved. And that's unacceptable. We live in the greatest country in the world. We should be able to build clean energy projects and really tackle climate change. Yeah, and so often it is. It's it's the four years and often millions of dollars. Sometimes it's lawsuits. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just uh, meeting certain requirements. Uh, and again, it's not that we need to make things the Wild West and anything goes. No, there's a responsible way to do that. Uh, but we also have to have a space where uh, it helps American innovation, where it helps American companies say, yeah, we're willing to invest or take a risk uh, on that kind of thing uh, because we can see uh, a benefit in, in the short term rather than you know four years, 10 years and millions of dollars. And we don't even know if it's going to get approved in the end. Uh, tell me just a, a little bit in terms of uh, energy independence, because, uh, again, this is a, a place where I think your organization is unique uh, in in looking at or framing the way we should be looking at the climate. Absolutely. So American energy should be, for the most part, made in America, right? We have resources here, um, whether it be traditional energy or even the building blocks of clean energy, like critical minerals, we should be producing them here. We should unlock those resources. That is not to say that there aren't benefits to trade with our allies, um, but we can't allow kind of the clean energy future here to be built by China and Russia. That's unacceptable. So the importance of American leadership, both here domestically to keep energy prices affordable, um, to transition to clean energy, um, to have abundant energy for Americans, but also on the world stage, um, we need to really assert leadership and make sure that, you know, as as climate becomes an even bigger issue internationally, China isn't, you know, holding the reins and driving this this car. Uh, so important that uh, that transition and a glide path, uh, I think, is something else that uh, people can really kind of wrap their heads around. And say, okay, uh, you know, we, yeah, we want to get to some of these cleaner and greener things. America is going to have to lead that kind of innovation. That's not going to come from. Uh, from China or India or or anywhere else in the world. Uh, One of the things I wanted to ask you about, Carly, is uh, there's a new poll out this month uh, that was a little discouraging to me in that it said that that fewer Americans believe that they actually have an impact or that they can have a positive impact on climate than they did just a few years ago. Uh, What do you say to them? What is the messaging that we need to make sure is getting through to all Americans in terms of what each of us can do? Yeah, I, I have seen this poll as well, and it, it is really troubling, right, that that we think, okay, climate change, it needs to be solved by government. That's the bottom line. And, and frankly, that's not true. Um, the most climate progress we've seen has been led by the private sector. Um, and even, you know, the United States emission reductions have exceeded what the, the Waxman-Markey bill promised. And 
the Western Marquee Bill didn't pass, right? So I think we do underestimate, you know, the power of innovation, entrepreneurship, um, you know, kind of really this collective power that we have outside of government to tackle environmental issues. You know, this isn't to say that, you know, by recycling every day, you're single-handedly solving climate change, but I do think we need to really make sure that people feel empowered to make a difference, um, whether that's, you know, starting a sustainable business, um, working for, um, you know, a company like Rivian or Tesla um, that's really building a clean energy future. Um, so I think, I think making Americans feel more empowered is, is really, um, really the goal here. Yeah, great insight. Carly Matthews is the Communication Director at the American Conservation Coalition. Uh, You can go to theclimatecommitment.com. And, Carly, we appreciate you joining us today. And, again, very refreshing uh, perspective in terms of how we actually can make a difference, what's the right role of government, what's the right role of industry, and then what is each of our responsibility as well. Great perspective, great elevating principles to have the right kind of conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All righty, and that's Carly Matthews, Communication Director at the American Conservation Coalition. And I just like the way they frame it. It was That's very refreshing to me to have someone who's not just wringing their hands, who's not just doom and gloom, uh, who who isn't just, you know, being on the negative side of things, but really saying, look, here's here's the principles and here's some policies that we can embrace that can make a difference. I love that Carly talked about a, a glide path in terms of how do we get there. Uh, we don't want to end up like Germany and cut off all of our uh, industry and then suddenly find ourselves even more dependent on a place like Russia with very dirty (laughs) oil and very expensive that's funding a war machine. Uh, And so I think there's just a better way to have the conversation when it comes to climate. Uh, And I think uh, Carly and her organization are leading us to that. Again, we've got to get regulation out of the way that prevents a lot of these projects from even getting off the ground. You heard her. She said four years is the average length of time it takes to get one of those green energy programs approved, not to mention potential million dollars, uh, millions of dollars of costs uh, and litigation. So lots to think about when it comes to climate. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources. Stick around. Hour number two coming up next. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.